But you were on a roll and I'm mad because I missed it. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying, honestly. But you, well, you were, <laughs> so we'll pick up here. So you were talking about being altruistic. Um, wait, alter, how do you say it? Uh, oh my gosh. Altru- yeah, altruistic. That is a hard word. Yeah, okay. So, and I've had a lot and, of and that And that went back to like my strength finders and yeah. you know, being, em- em- I say empathic. It can be empathic or empathetic. Um, yeah, you know, and you were saying that that was one of your weakness. Well, that was, you know, identified as one of your weaknesses. And it, I thought it was interesting as you were reading it and talking through it because that's one of my strengths. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Um, listed under strengths, it says that protagonists genuinely believe that it could just, that that if they can just bring people together, they can do a world of good. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because protagonist is obviously like, it's a positive word, right? Like antagonist, protagonist. And so I do associate it with optimism and you're a very optimistic person. And people a lot of times think I'm optimistic, but I'm actually, and I mean, I don't express this outwardly to anybody. Um, I would say I'm more pessimistic towards myself maybe, or, yeah. or I just... I get overwhelmed and think something and you're like you said, you just do it. And I, I think a lot. So whereas you, you know, you get frustrated because somebody's like hesitating and you just do it, which reminds me of your daughter. Yes. Uh, yes. Completely. Um, I, I'm a thinker because I'm also not, when I say I'm thinking, I'm not just like thinking of, Oh, where this could go wrong. I am thinking of a chain of events and where it's going to potentially head towards and that's why it's not even necessarily hesitancy in mm-hmm. doing something it's just like I'm thinking about like all these different outcomes and I'm thinking about you know where I could see it possibly heading and if I don't want it heading that way then I just won't do it at all yeah 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 well so one of my weaknesses um it there's it struggle to make tough decisions like that one stuck out to me um which I thought was quite interesting because I didn't know if that was true fully until I read it um Mm -hmm. and it said that if caught between a rock and a hard place that protagonist can be stricken with paralysis imagining all the consequences of their actions especially if those consequences are humanitarian and um I thought about it and I was like, yeah, actually, I I do have a hard time making tough decisions. I'll do it, but then I will be stricken afterwards with lots of thoughts. For example, like this isn't a tough decision. This is a mom decision, but you know, when you're having to think about like taking an emergency, like something happened to your kid and whether or not you wait it out or you take him to the emergency room. <coughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for me, the thought of waiting it out and then something bad ha- and again, this could be mom thing, but this could this could, this is what I consider a tough decision in my current life right now. Like, I would want to take them to the emergency room for the fact of I want to make sure everything's okay. And I struggle mm-hmm. with if I take them and and it's you know like am I overreacting? I don't know if that makes sense. And I don't feel like that's a tough decision, but that's kind of what goes on in my mind. Right. Um, I struggle tremendously with making the tough decision to leave everything we knew in Texas um, and move to North Carolina. 
you know, so many years ago now, like I literally wrote a list and it was almost a, you know, six month process before it even happened. And the, the fact that we actually did it was insane to me because I did, I did. I had a list of pros, had a list of cons. Then I had another list of pros. I literally wrote them down, you know? Well, see, and you know, and honestly, that's the first thing I thought of. The first thing I thought of was your big decision, like your big move. And so I'm actually surprised by your, by those results too, because I think you, I mean, I'm not saying you're flippant about a tough decision where you're just like, rip the bandaid and do it. You definitely put a lot of thought into it, but I actually admire your ability to do it because I definitely, you know how long it takes me to to finally make a move. So yeah. um, Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. That one stood out to me, but the one that made the most sense to me was two selfless and this one was like when I told you like I was like I had this light bulb moment um it's it said I this whole podcast for the whole first year was really about me like trying to search for a pause and overextending myself so then you know here we are in a a pandemic and I got a big pause button so I don't want to take that too lightly but Here in my weaknesses, it says protagonists can bury themselves in their hopeful promises, feeling others' problems as their own and striving hard to meet their word. If they aren't careful, they can spread themselves too thin and be left unable to help anyone, including themselves. Oh. Now, this is true. Um, I am a helper, like you said, to a fault. Um, as a matter of fact, I think you and I, you know, long ago, we're talking about some, like the fact that I, um, and you, like you helped me through this, you know, one day we were talking about some, this was years and years ago. And you're like, you know, Andrea, I just want you to listen. You don't have to fix it for me. And yes. you remember, <laughs> right? I do. Yeah. And I paused during that conversation. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is how my sister feels and my husband feels because I am a fixer. Like immediately what some, one of my very good friends too, like I realized I did this to her often, you know, she was younger than me and she would share things and immediately wanted to go into fixing it, um, for her. And really all she needed was for me to just listen. Um, and, um, this comes out of this piece of me wanting to help people and um and it's true i spread myself way too thin to the point where i don't do any of those relationships well right because i'm just giving each one just a a little bit of me and not fully investing in all of them and um then i you know i feel terrible because then i can't be the friend i want them to to have or that i feel they deserve to have and I can't fulfill my commitments to them because I have large commitments at home. And really nobody really knows what our life is on the daily unless they've literally stayed here and seen, you know, between two traveling parents, full-time parent, working parents, and you know, two kids playing club soccer and another one about to hit do the same. Like we're just don't have much extra to give yeah right. you know and last year was a big like learning for me I was way super stretched then and every I and you know Kenny finally you know helped me too with this and I and I and he was amazing <laughs> he totally yeah. was patient through all of this but long story short I kind of just slowly layer by layer started letting things go 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I let go of being on the HOA. I let go of, because the whole reason why I did that is I wanted to be on the social committee. I wanted the kids in this neighborhood to have a giant Easter egg hunt to look for. I remember. Right? You got to help me with that. That's all I wanted, you guys. That's all I wanted. Um, again, doing something. And I literally, the first time we hosted that, went by myself to this giant soccer field and laid over 500 eggs by myself yep. for that first year. No one showed up. Um, on Easter Sunday morning, before I went to church, I typically do this to myself, And but the joy of seeing those kids that first time totally made me forget it all. You know, like, right. you know, it's just those kinds of things. But then I... Which goes back to your, your wanting, you know, to do stuff without any re- re- reciprocity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. Right. Like I just want to do those things. Um, and I, I mean, uh, everybody who knows me knows that I literally go, I am a little bit way overboard when it comes to birthdays. <laughs> everybody who knows me knows this. If you, if you let me plan a party, forget it. Like I'm going to go overboard on it. Um, the celebrating someone's birthday literally makes me giddy. Like I can't even think of not celebrating someone's birthday, like not doing mm-hmm. something to that degree um, and, and, and making them feel special. Like that's just something of how, that's just how I am. But yeah, every, when it says to selfless, but what, what ends up, I think the negative of this, not only is, does it make me stretch myself too thin, and then I don't do, give well to, you know, give well to myself. Um, I think I also then the, you know, when I was telling you, I had this aha moment of like, oh, what's the reciprocation of it? What do I want back? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Then I also have the same expectation that I think that everyone thinks that way and everyone is that way. And it is, that is just not the case. I, it really is. I literally am thinking of birthdays and people celebration months and months in advance. Okay, mm-hmm. months and months in advance of thoughtful gifts. These things that I'm doing, like giving gifts, like I'm literally piecing these things together and hiding them in my closet, whether it's for my friend, my neighbor, my sister, my, literally going through this months and months in advance to find the perfect thing that I just want to be like this memorable thing. And nobody yeah. can live up to that expectation because this is just me. This is what I do. It's what I like to do. So the unfortunate part is that when it comes to myself and me, right, I have this idea that everyone thinks and is that way. And they're, uh-huh. and they're not, you know, yep. they're just not. And it, and forever, I think I've battled with that. I'm like, why isn't this, you know, reciprocated in the same way? You know, why don't people you know, think this way. I think you, I think I told you like on my 40th birthday, you guys, I literally for a year was anticipating this 40th birthday and we went to Cabo. Okay. For our 40th birthday. So there is no pity party for Andrea. I mean, we went to freaking Cabo and, and it was amazing, but in my head, I still thought, well, that wasn't my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Belinda? And to, to yeah. most people, they would be like, "That well, that's super bratty. You know, you went to freaking Cabo. But in my head, I thought, this is an amazing thing to do and trip, but this is not my actual, like, birthday. Because guess what? If this was someone else, we would go to Cabo. But then on the birthday, I'm still sending them and doing X, Y, and Z. And see, and that's what I was thinking, too. Because I think about your kids, for example, like, 
you know, let's say their birthday falls in the middle of a weekday, but you're doing the big birthday party on the weekend, but that still doesn't mean they're not having a special day on their actual birthday. Yeah. You know, that is how your mind works. And so you're kind of like, you know, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, you're, you're kind of like, well, like nobody's doing that for me, yeah. you know, but you're, and I'm saying it I know and that. I just want to clarify my sister's not selfish. <laughs> um, so you're not saying it like, well, but, for, but yeah, like it's, it's, you are, you're kind of like, well, where, where is this? What yeah, happened like, for me on? when I did this, like, and why I'm bringing this up is what happens to me when we did this was I was like, I had this moment of like, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm 93% feeling, okay, people. Like, there's yeah. not going to be a lot of people who are probably in that same spectrum as me. And I do all of these things with a huge amount of love and, again, selflessness behind it. And so, if I'm disappointed with things, it's re, I've always, it's, I've never been self aware of that disappointment coming from being rooted in this. Like, I think, you know, this weekend I was like, holy moly, like all this time I'm like, I was, I was not disappointed with the thing. Like, I'm not disappointed, um, with things that have, you know, happen on those set days. I'm just using this as an example. What I'm saying is that I realized like there was like, why would I, what, why would I want that? You know, like, because, well, because I do that for others. And why do I do those things for others? Like, it literally, I went through this whole, you know, you know, spiraling down, you know, down this rabbit hole of a lot of self-examination of myself. (laughs) It's basically what I'm saying. I'm like, oh my gosh, like people couldn't live, nobody could live up to a 93% feeling where I'm ridiculous when it comes to those things like you just can't you know um and it was it was a big like moment for me like okay um also you know having three kids I want to make sure they have very realistic (laughs) expectations um you know of things too and I need to be mindful of that you know so I mean I don't have big extravaganzas for them I just make sure that that day is freaking special and um and that might be over celebrated you know sometimes <laughs> I was like oh my gosh yeah so that one stuck out for me um and then I think you know we had said we were going to talk a little bit um just about the relationships because when you do this test what's cool is they're going to give you kind of you know the nuts and bolts of romantic relationships friendships parenthood career paths work habit workplace habits and then give you this conclusion I mean in all of it's quite comprehensive and you don't even have to and it's free you don't even have to go into the premium paid one to really which is really awesome I just need y'all to know because again it was mandatory for me to take this test in grad school I don't remember having to pay it but if I didn't have to pay it it was because I was in grad yeah you know what I mean like I was at like the career council because they actually often use, I remember why I had to take this test. I had to take it in my career counseling class because they often have you take these tests and try to find out like where you best fit career-wise. So it makes sense. Mediator, counselor, yeah, right? So yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely take, this is authentic. Like it, this is legit yeah. and it's free. <laughs> it's free. And that's why I wanted to share it with you guys today too, because you know, I felt like I got to kind of dive in again. You heard me go down the rabbit hole of self-awareness on my selflessness being an issue sometimes. Um, but 
like romantic issues. Um, like my husband and I, we spent a good amount of time talking about that piece of it, just because,、um, you know, as we get older, I mean, when we've been together, married 15 years, it was really. Eye-opening for us to see how very differently, and we know this about each other. Don't get me wrong, but this is just kind of a, this is a a non-biased, you know, sir, you know, basically personality test on you. So there's not going to be any arguing on the fact that when it comes to like a protagonist, that I am the kind of person who,、um, you know, is not afraid of conflict.、Um, And it's and it's very when that conflict happens, I want to dive into it immediately. Where he is, the opposite, <laughs> and he needs、mm-hmm. and he's you know ninety percent thinking and having to go through and really think about it because he constantly battles about coming off of saying the wrong thing,、um, and and he says that often. So for us, I kind of、um, talk through that was really.、Um, You know, really good for us on Sunday. Kind of like we had our own like mini therapy session on Sunday, totally unintentional, and it was the best way possible because we had coffee, you know, and we're just sitting there talking about this. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you did the five yes, love languages. Yes, yes, we love that. Which is another topic. <laughs> we totally could do that. Um, I can bring. I'm. I'm. Yes, you are.、Ideas. Yes, you are. Well, I have a recently engaged um friend who um I just sent that to her as an engagement gift, the digital copy, because she's going through, and、oh, cool. um and yeah, like we definitely need to talk about that once she's completed it with her fiance, um. And then friendships. Oh my gosh! So Belinda and I, being sisters,、um, literally know everything about the highs and lows of all of our friendships.、Um, but that one stuck out to me, Belinda, because it,、um, because for me, it actually said that、um, I believe that we should never be too big to take offense and too noble to give it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Can I just punch him in the face, though? <laughs> <laughs> no, a mediator. You cannot. <laughs> I know, right? Totally. I have no, no. I have more great, amazing friends than those that I would like to punch in the face.、Um, no, but、absolutely. it says that I identify with assertive people in friendships. Yeah,、huh. yeah, that I thought was interesting. Like that people who are assertive, but it's funny. I might identify with them, but I don't always attract that. <laughs> well, and see, with assertive, I immediately think of Keely, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I do. do. <laughs> yeah, well, see, and like my very good besties, yeah, like I would say that all of them actually are very assertive women. They are hustlers. They juggle mom life, work life.、Um, we can relate on all of those levels. Um. Yeah, you know what? They're badasses. Like they're not afraid. They're opinionated, and I like that. Yeah, you're right. For those who are meek and mild, like those are probably not going to fit in to you know my into that group. They'll probably they would get eaten alive. Um, um, my group of friends definitely push me to limits now that I think about it, and. We're not afraid to challenge each other. It's something I respect so much about the people that I'm surrounded with and、um, the friends that I've had for over, you know, a decade. The fact that we have can literally say anything and know that it doesn't go away. Like we're still here to stay.、Um, I I think about in my early 20s, I had gone through a really bad breakup, and I was in a really really bad spot. And typical thing, you know, when you get out of a bad relationship, that person calls you back, 
right? And you're like, oh yeah, let's hang out. And it's going to be like just friends, but maybe you hope secretly that it'll be better. This was probably about six months mm -hmm. later and um, Keely and I actually had gone out and we met that person there just, and she was insistent on that because she didn't want there to be any, you know, thing. And sure enough, you know, we're on sixth street in Austin, Texas, and we're getting intoxicated and I'm being whiny. <laughs> she, we always were very responsible college kids. Um, she was, she was DD. So she was very sober and I was very not. And, um, I'll never forget <laughs> the day, um, you know, that, that ex was there and obviously was making a play at me, but it was not to, to be permanent and to rekindle a relationship is, is more of just, you know, you know, um, I won't go into the details mm -hmm. and we're on sixth street. And I remember she literally pulls me to the side, puts, puts her hands on my shoulders, looks me in the face. And she says, no, you are not <laughs> going to talk to this. No, it is not going to happen. No way. You might as well tell him to leave. And she said other things. There's a lot of other big things that happened in that conversation to me, but that's what a friend is to me. Like we're not afraid to call each other on the real tough stuff. Um, we're not afraid to allow others in. I mean, we're 20 years into friendship and we all have different friendships and different companions that have come in and out of our lives in different stages. Hello, I'm in North Carolina. <laughs> I don't get to see those people on a daily basis, you know, yeah. Blenda, but, um, but they're, they're there to stay, you know, it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. But I also think it goes with your personality type. Like earlier you were talking about how, um, you know, you get not frustrated, but like you would, you don't want people to hesitate. You want them to just yeah. do like, you know, you're just, you need, and I think you surround yourself with people like that as well, you know, and those are your, those are your core friends, you know? Yeah. So it makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah, that those that stuck out to to me um, in it, and then you know the kids piece and the I thought it was funny parenthood piece kind of stuck out to me a little bit too. But you know I'm I've always been a mother hen, so none of that was surprising. <laughs> surprising. <laughs> um, but the career path, it said um, you don't worry when you're not recognized, but you strive to be worthy of recognition. And oh, I was wow. like, that pretty much sums me up. You know, right. based on all the things we said. What were some of the things that stuck out for you in relationships? Um, so actually the funny thing is that what stuck out for me was the quote that they used because it is one of my all-time favorite quotes. I have probably posted it multiple times on Facebook, and that is love all, trust a few, do wrong to none. Uh -huh. And I'm like, because I don't want to do wrong to anybody, but I don't want, I don't trust everybody, but I do want to love everybody. And I'm like, oh, my. so when I saw that, I did the jaw dropping because <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, that's one of my favorite quotes. Like, I don't have any tattoos, but that's like a, tat a quote I would want to get tattooed on myself to yeah. describe myself because I actually try to, it's not even just like, I believe in it. It's more like I live, I try to yeah. live by that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just open myself up to just anybody. And this is also, um, and this was in the romantic, um, oh, romantic yeah. part section. Mm -hmm. or Yeah. So then, um, 
So the other thing, and you're going to laugh, it says mediators aren't necessarily in a rush to commit. (laughs) And um, that is accurate, but it's okay. So I'm almost mid thirties and I just need y'all to know that in the dating world, in your mid thirties, it's interesting because I've felt like most males that I come across want to just jump in and I am not a jump inner. I am an I'm a thinker and and I'm like I have to see if I even like you. I have to see if we're compatible. And I you know, and then I'm like how and I'm also that type of person that's like, how do these people like there's this one funny quote that's been circulating that's like, how do y'all get in relationships so quickly? I'm still trying to see if I even like a person, you know, <laughs> and it's so true. So that one made me laugh. My sister laughed because she uh, knows that's me. Um, um, and then what's the other thing that I saw that I really liked? It was basically like, oh, so mediators have an aversion to conflict, right? And it says this aversion to conflict while contributing greatly to stability and the relationship when done right is probably the most urgent quality for mediators to work on. Um, and I don't like... I don't like conflict and I'm the type of person that will, which is very funny because my brother and I just had a conversation about this the other day and I didn't realize we were very similar in this, but we are the type to internalize, which it does say it says mediators are prone to internalizing even objective statements Hmm. and facts, reading into them themes and exaggerated consequences, sometimes responding as though these comments are metaphors designed to threaten the very foundations of the principles. So um, I have a tendency to as a way of keeping the peace and avoiding conflict, I won't say anything. Like, and I will just kind of hope that the person gets it. And then eventually that becomes a problem because um, at some point in time, it will boil over and I will get so irritated that it will all come out. And that's not, uh, that's no bueno. <laughs> uh, that's definitely not the, a good way to handle stuff. Um, so that was what yeah. stood out for me. For the, for the romantic relationship and then I'm gonna um, try to find what I liked about or what stood out to me oh so medi- so this is the friendship one mediators will always need to disappear for a while removing themselves from others so they can reset my sister's laughing because she knows me so well um, so they can recenter on their own minds and feelings often enough people Often enough, people with a mediator personality type will emerge from this time alone, having come to some momentous decision that even their closest friends didn't know was weighing on them. Um, so it's interesting because I'm actually a pretty private person. And people, again, it's almost contradictory because here I am on a podcast <laughs> with my sister and I'm like telling y'all all this stuff. But it like a lot of times people really won't know. And that's the other thing I read that was like, oh, my gosh, that is so me. Like, I'm a walking contradiction with a lot of things. Um, and again, that we're almost two hours into this, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole with y'all right now. But it's true. Not very few people really know me authentically. That would be my immediate family, which is my sister, my brother, my parents, because hello, they lived with me at some point in time, right? You can't really hide from the people you live with. Um, my, the cousin that I live with, she really knows me well. Um, and like my sister, I definitely choose quality over quantity when it comes to friendship. So those like very core people in my life that are lifers with me are the ones that really know me, but not just everybody knows me. So that cracked me up because I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, oh, I'm 
people have no I- people have no idea like what's going on in my mind and that also goes back to because I am focusing on others and so I'm not mm-hmm. sharing w- about myself to them I'm more focused on look you tell me how you know you're doing what's going on you'll with even you. sometimes deflect um, so that it goes back to them and not you yeah ab- absolutely so the other one was um it says to top it all off ideas like networking and the friend of my friend is my friend hold little weight with mediators friendships are earned on their own merit by dint of the intuitive respect mediators have for those with similar principles and values rather than more practical alignments like those of co-workers that's true like Mm -hmm. you know you're going to be my friend based on my like my perception not this whole networking thing like that's definitely not how I work and I think because of that I really do have a very vast array of friends, like all the spectrum, different ages, different sexual orientations, different religions. Um, you know, it's it's interesting, but they all, you know, bring value to my life. But it's definitely not because of that. So yeah, I, I that, that is interesting. interesting. Um, I I didn't read much about parenthood because I'm <laughs> not a parent, <laughs> so I kind of. Um, I kind of skipped that part, but let me see if I see anything. Uh, from the start, mediator parents are warm, loving, and supportive and take immeasurable joy in the wide-eyed wonder of their children. I would hope I'd be that way, but I have no idea, so I'm not even going to go go there. Um, and then career paths. Um, let me see. I don't know if I paid much attention to this either, but I do remember thinking um, that it was right about me. Kind of meaning that. Um, let me see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to. I think find I remember you like telling quote. me. Yeah, there was something that stuck out. Oh, and how you worked through being a leader in your role, right? As a med, as a mediator. Yes. Like I think you know that's actually kind of interesting. Mine's so the opposite of that because I just won't, you know natural be bossy, but. <laughs> <laughs> which we're not saying bossy but well okay so it was saying where mediators will not thrive is it okay yes <laughs> where mediators will not thrive is in a high stress team heavy busy environment that burdens them with bureaucracy and tedium uh-huh. <laughs> that goes back to the tediousness which goes back to the data mediators need to be able to work with creativity and consideration high pressure salespeople they are not I remember yeah. my sister had me work for her during Christmas yeah. holiday, she worked in retail, and I remember, I think I worked three days one weekend, and by maybe day two, they were like, why don't you try to get people to sign up for our store credit card? And I was like, how about I don't? So, like, and I, was, and I just, it's weird, because my sister and I are very similar, but we're also very different, and kind of going back to what she was saying about, like, me telling her, sometimes I don't need you to fix my problem, I need you to listen. We are different in that, but I think that very much matches our career fields. She's a fixer naturally, and that goes so great in her job because a lot of times when somebody's coming to her with a problem, it's so she fixes it. Whereas me in the counseling field, I am not here to necessarily tell you what to do, which if none of y'all, you know, have been to counseling or you have questions about it, we are not here to tell you what to do. If you want that, get a life coach. Like a counselor is here to ask you questions and have you help save yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like help you fix yourself. Um, we have no control over it. We're here to kind of guide you. We're here to look, you know, make you make some realizations. Um, 
but you know I'm definitely not here like to tell you exactly what to do yes I'm going to give you maybe some homework or some ideas and things that will help you but at the end of the day you go home and don't do it yeah. that's on you yeah I did my part <laughs> so um so yeah so I am not a self person I don't want to try to convince anybody to do anything so that just cracked me up and then it said um, it can be a challenge to avoid these roles as they are the basis for work for so much starting work and it's often a risk to break away into something less dependable but more rewarding to find a career that resonates with mediators values though that's more than just a job sometimes it's just what needs to be done um but one of the things I can't find the exact quote to read it but it, one of the things that really resonated me with me was the need for fulfillment in a job not just to oh, do a job for mine's the sake of that the too job. I have that too yeah yeah and I was like that hit the nail on the head because let me tell y'all like the type of work I do is definitely not for any credit it's definitely not for the money it's not you know for any of that um it's it, it even goes back to what my sister was saying about herself it's the genuine want to help make a difference you know even if it's a small difference if I can say I help somebody one person every day um that would matter you know that matters more to me than anything I don't know if anybody or even if you and there are familiar with the starfish you, story you told me about the starfish uh, story yeah and so I, I love it I first heard it in um my first job and then I've heard it in my in this job but you know basically you know the man's looking out the window and he sees it you know somebody on the shore and there's a bunch of starfish and you know one by one he's going and he's throwing them in, back into the ocean and the guy you know the guy comes downstairs and walks out and he's like you know why are you even bothering you know it's not going to make any of a difference and the guy you know looks him in the eye and throws one starfish back into the sea and he goes it made a difference to that one mm-hmm. you know and you know, and it even goes back to what you're saying about yourself. Like we sometimes we overwhelm ourselves because we want to fix all the starfish, but we can't, but we can make some sort of difference. So the other thing it said about mediators was definitely and like the leadership role and how we don't really want to be a leader. And that totally made me laugh because this is my first year being a supervisor to anybody. And I did not want to be a supervisor um, at all. And I was more like more because I was yeah. It's a challenge to you. It's something different. Okay, and it even goes back to the turbulence, right? Like I'm high on turbulence. I I do doubt myself. Um, So you know, it kind of explained the type of leader that a mediator is, which is more diplomatic, definitely more like level playing field. Like definitely not in the like oh, I'm the leader, I'm the boss, and you're, you know, you're my subordinate. And that is so me because, you know, I would have never been able to realize that unless I had done that this year. And this year, um, I very much took that approach. I was like, you know, I remember one of the first words I used was colleagues. I was like, we're colleagues. Um, You know, you come with your experience. You come with your education. Um, You come with, you know, all these things. Um, And I also remember purposely choosing that language because I wanted my um, person to be confident and I wanted them to not doubt themselves and I wanted them to know that you know I was going to take their ideas and you know all of that stuff um, seriously and into consideration and she was going to help me build my program you know what I mean so I was like oh you know and if I hadn't done that this year I wouldn't have known I would not know have known my leadership style and that I matched so much with mediator so and that that's so so cool um yeah I think 
so I was looking at all of these, you know, so I don't know if you knew this, but there's analysts, diplomats, sentinels, and explorers. So mediators and protagonists are in diplomats. So we're actually, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're primarily driven by in, intuition and feeling, right? Um, we're known for emp- empathy yes. and diplomatic skills and passionate <coughs> idealism. So I thought that was cool. Like you and I both fell in there. Um, when I was looking at Braxton, my son, or my oldest, um, uh-huh. and Kenny, my husband, they're both under explorers. So my husband, Kenny, he's a virtu- he's virtuoso. And and Braxton is ah. entertainer, and they're both under the explorers aspect, which is interesting because I've always kind of thought Braxton was more like me in personality, but he's just an extreme mm-hmm. ex- extrovert. <laughs> um, but those are observant and prospecting personality types. They have, um, ah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, um, Kenny's very balanced with, you know, the whole, you know, there's not a lot of spontaneity per se in that aspect, but Explorer, he's definitely a thinker, right? But I, just, I thought that was pretty interesting. And then two of my friends are um, consuls, and, and then our brother is a consul. And that's, mm-hmm. they're sentinels. These are observants, they're observant and judging personality types. <laughs> and one was laughing because my my one of my best friends is uh, Libra, and our brother is a Libra, and they're both consuls. You know, I was like, yeah, and I That's thought that funny. was interesting. But then um, my other friend, uh, Moni Belinda, she's uh, she uh-huh. is a defender. She's a sentinel. She's a defender. Ah. Um, I need to get Allison to take it. I'm super curious what she is. But but yeah, I thought those were all cool. But so there's so. So I think you, you know, you've heard us, you guys, for the last, you know, hour talk about this with a lot of enthusiasm, just because I think it, my sister and I are both very much about learning about ourselves and growing (laughs) those, uh, um, that it makes us excited as you guys can tell, but I definitely, you know, would recommend you guys taking a look at it. If you're curious to, again, it's free. I'll share the site. It's on 16personalities.com. Um, you'll see you know, there's, it's very intuitive as far as it breaks down. If you're an analyst, a diplomat, a sentinel or explorer and explains all of those and gives you all of that, um, you know, graph and kind of helps you work your way through understanding the Myers-Briggs format. And, and I like that this has a little bit more visual to it than just Myers-Briggs, which is kind of just a little bit black and white. Um, but yeah, so, so thanks so much, Belinda, for, um, hanging out with me this last hour and potting with me um, and sharing all your deepest, darkest sentiments (laughs) of life. (laughs) You know, well, I just, you know, I got to chime in again and plug the whole mental health awareness month thing, because it's interesting that you sent this to me during this time, because it's true. Like, you know, my sister and I definitely like learning about ourselves, but the word that she used was growing. And I think that's very Um, a very important component to mental health Mm -hmm. awareness, right? Like we want to be aware of our own mental health and we want to learn about ourselves because, you know, we're human and we definitely have our strengths, but we definitely have our weaknesses. And it's good to be aware of um, the different aspects of ourselves and our character that we consider negative because there's always room to grow. Um, And I, I definitely think that's part of, you know, just the mental health um, aspect because we we want to take care of ourselves and we also want to hold ourselves yeah. accountable 
Um, you know, we, we can easily, you know, say, oh, it's this, that, and the other, but sometimes we do it to ourselves and that's tough. And that goes back to being vulnerable. Um, but it's okay. Yeah, you know, totally. it's, we need to love ourselves yeah. and to grow. So I think that that's a, you know, perfect way for us to end tonight. Um, I don't, I couldn't have said it any better. You know, this month of May, I really wanted, um, there to be some focus on mental health. Um, I think for me, it's been you know, being cooped up in a house for two months and possibly even longer um, really makes you appreciate and think about lots of things. I have lots of time to think about things in the madness of our, you know, juggle right now. And I do think it's uh-huh. important to be very self-aware, but also to know that there's help, um, that you don't have to do this alone. Um, you know, that if you are going, these are all new things that most of us are experiencing right now. Um, during this whole um, pandemic. So um, uh, if if you need that, like you said, um, don't be afraid to ask for it, you know, Um, because there's a lot going on right now in in the world um, and a lot of uncertainty, but we're going to come out of it just fine. Yes, and what better time when you have more time on your hands than to do some self-reflection, you know? Journal. I like to journal. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to meditate. I like to work out and slam medicine balls. Um, (laughs) That helps me a lot. Um, And I like to talk. I I always think I was, I did say this, I call my friends, my family um, more than I ever have. And I'm proud of that. Um, I call my friends and more than I ever have and I'm proud of that and this is the time that I'm definitely using to reconnect with everyone including my family and these you know and the you know right now in yep. the walls of our own home so um yeah again the yes, silver linings the, sil- the silver linings well all right that's all I got for you guys tonight we appreciate <laughs> all your time and we hope that you have a great rest of your day thanks for joining us on Positively Mommin bye everybody Bye. Bye. Oh, thank you.